0: ¿Qué pasa, Mufasa? Oh, what it do? It's your boy Nasty Backpack. Got my boy Jay West on the mic. And we're here to talk some football. Get your fantasy shit ready. Jay West, what's good? What's cracking, bro?
1: It's week what's nine. Cr- Injury season is upon us.
0: Injury Injury season is here. So. What do you do with Ryan Tannehill out? Do you play any of the Miami Dolphins at this point?
1: At this point, I'm not liking the Miami Dolphins since about week two. You should only be starting their defense.
0: Only the defense. I hear you on that. Matter of fact, I think I got their defense starting in one of my leagues right now. Um with a lot of injuries over there in Green Bay. Who are you picking up? Who are you sitting and who are you starting?
1: Green Bay. I actually like some people leaving Green Bay. I know um, we'll get later into the picks up for the week, but I think Ty Montgomery will have some involvement in uh, Baltimore here. I know the big bumble and everything, but I think he's talented and, and um, the Ravens got him to use him. So I'm, I'm
0: going with
1: people leaving Green Bay.
0: I hear you. I hear you, especially with the news that uh, Alex Collins is injured right now. Um, I did hear that he was participating in practice today, but, um, you know, there's never no guarantee on that if he's going to play or not. But with him out, I do believe Ty Montgomery will have a big role in that offense, um, him and Buck Allen. Are you picking any of them up this week?
1: I am actually um, benching Collins this week in one of my leagues um, because of the injuries, and, and I do have some options there.
0: So, if 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 you do have Collins on your team and you are having to sit him. What's some options that you can go with to, uh to try to get a victory in your league if that's the scenario that, that you're facing?
1: Right now I am looking uh, solely at, at matchups. Um, so I know that um, Baltimore just does not have a good matchup this week, and Collins has been really touchdown dependent. So, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm staying away from, from the Baltimore's running game right now.
0: So stay stayed away from the Baltimore's running game. Uh, who, who, what running games are you, if you're all out of options right now, you're trying to buy a win, you're trying to, you're looking at matchups. What's some of the matchups that are going to be in your favor that you can go grab somebody off the waiver, stick them in and possibly buy you a win this week.
1: Man, right now, honestly, especially at, at the running back position, um, Things are scarce. Uh, they, you know, if, if nobody's giving up a, a bell cow running backs right now. Right now, um, I would target some trades of a running back. Um, I like buying low. Um, I, I see San Francisco is getting really thin right now at running back. So I would uh, see if you can't buy Breda um, really low there and, you know, get the most out of your money. I, I see them with a new quarterback being able to get it out to Breda in space. And nobody else really able to tote the ball because they're all hurt. Uh, I think Ed Breda is, is a good scoop up or, or buy low a trade target.
0: Okay. What about Alfred Morris? Are you picking him up off the waivers now that uh, Raheem Mostar just went on IR with a broken arm?
1: I am not. No, I think um, Breda should, should get ready to handle most of the load there. He, he had carries teams, um, in the teens here in this last game. And again, um, it looks like uh, Mullins is going to be able to, you know, do those little dump down passes to him and Kittle. Uh, so I, I see some some big upside there, but not much uh, for Morris. Okay,
0: now let's shift over to Detroit because we're now that we're talking about um, running backs that we're able to pick up in case we're in those scenarios. Because not only is there injuries to worry about, but in Week Nine there's six NFL teams that are on bye weeks. A lot of teams, they like you said. There's not a lot of running backs out there. It's real scarce right now on the waivers on who to pick up. Uh, if you have to plug somebody in to start this week, uh, what do you think about Theo Riddick?
1: Theo Riddick, I like. Um, honestly, the matchup that the Lions have overall. Uh, Theo Riddick is gonna draw some targets, uh, but it's really it's really hit or miss. Um, I hope you are not. Slandered down enough to where you're plugging in Theo Riddick uh, here in Week Nine, uh, but it is <laughs> <good>. <laughs> it is a, a good uh, you know boomer bust target that, that you can throw out. Uh,
0: you you know what? In one of my fantasy leagues, I was looking at it, and uh, for the matchup that I have this week, the person I'm going against has no running backs. They're all on by this week, and unfortunately, he traded. James Conner a couple weeks ago to me. So I have James Conner to plug in to, against him while he's sitting there with no more running backs due to the fact that they are all on bye. He really didn't plan it for this week, uh, for his bye weeks, to have a running back. But I suggest he goes get Theo Riddick and plugs him in to, to be ready to start this week. And maybe an Alex um not Alex Collins, but uh, um, Buck Allen tight yeah Yeah, again on the on
1: baltimore it's i'm staying away from that running game uh it's a split you know they're 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 touchdown dependent but if i have to choose one of the two definitely going with with collins i think he's he's gotten in the end zone here three out of the last four games
0: if i'm not mistaken what do you think about legar Blunt out there on the waivers do you think that i i understand he's touchdown dependent but do you think he gets into the end zone this week
1: um Garrett Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking a super touchdown dependent. I mean if, if they get down in, in the red zone, I don't see him eclipsing 10 carries.
0: And then um let's shift over there to Washington. Washington's going up against Atlanta. We all know Atlanta can score points, but they're, they're, they're having a little bit of a hard time stopping uh, running backs and wide receivers due to the fact of two injuries that they have on their defensive end. Uh, We all know it's the Adrian Peterson show over there right now, but with Chris Thompson rolled out for week nine, do do you look at Capri Bibbs as a, as a waiver option to plug in there for this week?
1: I look to plug my grandma in against Atlanta. Uh, (laughs) They, yeah, they can't stop, you know, the run or the quarterbacks or the wide receivers. So I'm liking everybody against Atlanta, especially if you are streaming a quarterback. As you mentioned, there is a lot of bye weeks. If you have a bye week and you're streaming a quarterback, definitely target Alex Smith. He's going to get, at the very minimum, a respectable game versus that god awful defense in Atlanta.
0: Awesome, I, I, d- I definitely agree. Um, Capri Bibbs would be a good pickup if uh, you're needing somebody to get in there and start this week. Due to the fact that a lot of lot of running backs are hurt, uh, there's a lot of teams on bye week. So if you're needing somebody to jump in there, Capri Bibbs would be a good a good pickup. They are giving him the ball because Adrian Peterson cannot run the ball all day. And, and you know, there's a couple games where he's been hurt and uh, dislocated his shoulder. So uh, Capri Bibbs would be a good pickup if you're needing a must-start um, running back for week nine.
1: You know, I think he, he may be available in, in some of my big money leagues. That, that That is a good idea, and it might be somebody I'm souping up right now.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Jay West, go ahead and take it away real quick. I'm going to be right back. Go ahead and uh, let our viewers know uh, some good moves that they can make at the wide receiver position this week if they're needing to stream somebody due to the fact that, uh, like I said, a lot of teams are on bye weeks this week. Um, and we're going to get into every position that we're going to need to fill for the, for week nine, try to help some of them, you know, win some of their, their leagues um, because a lot of people are in shambles with, with the bye weeks. Is, I don't understand how six teams can be on bye in one week, but uh, that is the case for right now. So go ahead and let, let our viewers know um, good pickups for week nine for wide receiver position. Yeah, for the uh, wide receiver position, um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm right now
1: there's a lot of things going on in the league, a lot of trades. Um, a lot of players are going to be taking on extensive roles. Um, I'm liking it if he's available, and this is for deep leagues. Uh, Sutton uh, from Denver, big playability. Um, they, they love him down in Denver. They run special plays for him. Uh, now that they've made some trades there, uh, he's going to get a lot more looks. So Sutton is, is, is I think, a, a really good uh, pickup candidate at the wide receiver position.
0: Yeah, I I do like Sutton too, especially with the with the move of Demarius Thomas. Um, I think Corey Sutton's gonna get a lot of looks. I think they're gonna throw the ball a lot to him. Um and Emmanuel Sanders as well. Now I did hear in um oh what was the other there's another wide receiver over there. I'm trying to look him up now that is also gonna be getting some playing time and some looks. And and should have a good amount of targets towards him, even with Sudden and in there. I'm just trying to pull him up now to see exactly who it is. Not sure if you know his name off the top of your head, man.
1: I'm over. You, you caught me by surprise. I'm over here trying to roll these joints properly.
0: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Got 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 to have the roller, dog. Got to have the roller. I'll get to it later with him. But uh, St. Brown for Green Bay, I, he's going to also be getting a lot of targets with because um, Geronimo Allison is is dealing with several injuries. He has been dropped in a lot of leagues. Um, so with him being dropped and hurt and doubtful for week nine, St. Brown would be a, a, a good pickup over there in Green Bay if you're needing a a wide receiver because right now the waivers are, are really skittish right now. Um, I mean, we're already halfway through the season and um, you know, there's not all the big names are, are going to be gone. If you're trying to buy a victory for week nine and you got a lot of people on the bye weeks you're going to want to look at at some of the green Bay talent over there that that is still floating around. And now that uh, Geronimo Ellison is doubtful, um St. Brown would be a good a good pickup, and and keep an eye on Geronimo Allison. If he does play this week, a lot of leagues have dropped him, so he could possibly be on that waiver in your league, and you can go pick him up if he starts this week. If he starts this week, I would definitely be starting him, even though reports say that he's hurting. Sometimes, uh, well, a lot this season, we've seen a lot of players come off of injuries and just have a huge game. So if if you're needing a wide receiver for the future or for future weeks, go pick Jeronimo Allison up if he's still available. If somebody's dropped him and reports say that he will play this week. if It could be possible that he also ends up on IR as well. So keep an eye out for that as well.
1: Yeah, taking a, taking a chance. I do know uh, Cobb is, is supposed to be uh, close to healthy there, um, but definitely a big, big game uh, playing out for Sunday night. Uh, Brady versus uh, Rodgers there, so expect the ball to be thrown a lot. Anybody that that you can pick up in those wide receiver cores, it's it's
0: definitely a good dart throw. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's get up. Let's get to the matchup of the week. Uh, New England versus Green Bay. What do you think about that matchup? Who's winning this matchup? And and what big fantasy players do you see walking away with some huge fantasy points this week?
1: I do um, have to go with, with the usual suspects. I, I, I do not believe um, that the Green Packer defense uh, can can withstand anything that the Patriots are going to throw at them. Um, probably their, their best chance is going to be a shootout. Uh, which which I see Tom Brady and and, and them getting, getting ahead. I do um, look for Gronk to have a big bounce back. Uh, he's been a disappointment here this year in the fantasy leagues, definitely not getting the production uh, that we're used to seeing from him. Um, but I do expect him to, to bounce back, uh, look for them to look for him in the red zone. And um, I don't think that they will fall into the – Trap of of throwing and throwing. Uh, Belichick is way too smart for that. So if Michelle is
0: active, expect him to eat as well. I, I hear you that So Michelle would be a good pickup, if a good trade target. You know, several weeks ago, I tried trading for him before he started having those huge games. Right when Burkhead went down, I was unsuccessful at getting him, and then he had his big game and his stock. Skyrocket after that, um, but you can probably still get some trades out for him. Uh, due to the fact that he's hurt, I would you might be able to buy him low right now and get him in the start. Another good wide receiver that's been getting a lot of production over there in New England is Julia Edelman. I do agree with you that Green Bay will not be able to stop them um, in the passing game or running game. Um, so I do see Edelman and Josh Gordon having great games. I think this is a game that Josh Gordon really breaks out, uh, and gives you, you know, that 20 plus points this week. Um, I have heard Gronk right now is dealing with the back and ankle issue. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's what's been playing into the way that he's been playing lately, because he hasn't been giving us those big games that we've been expecting for Gronk he's actually been hurting handicapping a lot of teams um due to the fact that he ain't giving those production points that we we've been wanting from him but i do see i do see josh gordon going off this week um and surprisingly last week chris horgan was getting targeted quite some bit uh, quite a bit and he was he was playing in a lot of snaps that we're going into the end zone and targeting the end zone. So, if you're really needing a wide receiver and you're wanting somebody that might be a good target in the end zone, um, due to the fact that Green Bay just traded some of their secondary in Clint- Clinton, Haha Dix, um, you, you might be able to stream one with Chris Hogan this week and, and see if he can find the end zone and get you uh, some extra points over there. If you're needing somebody from New England, in the wide receiver position.
1: I agree. I definitely agree. Um, I do not agree with you on Gronk though. I think uh, Gronk, it's, it's the second half of the season. They'll put the pedal to the floor. And he's actually a great buy low candidate right now. If you find a Gronk owner, it's been three weeks of duds. Uh, he may be a little bit frustrated. I, I do suggest you try to buy low on Gronk and expect him to, to turn it up for the end of the season
0: what's a trade scenario that you would that you would trade for Gronk right now
1: right now as as i mentioned um i would probably try to get some depth um some depth for him a running back three and a nice wide receiver uh for example sake like a Devin funches uh for Gronk uh, to fill in that tight end possession position and it, it does it doesn't you know how many wide receivers do you have how many slots are, are in your league and, and what your position is. But I would definitely uh, try to move some, some middle pieces to try to get that, that elite talent at tight end, which, which there's not that many in the league.
0: Would you trade a Phillip Lindsay right now for a gronk?
1: No. Um, no, Lindsay is it's explosive. You know, they, they don't really have a, a quarterback out there in, in Denver. Um, and that he is also included with all of the dump offs and, and the screens that they do down there. So I, I would not trade a Lindsay for a Gronk because you know he has stunk it up this year. Uh, but I would definitely try to
0: hustle you for a Funches. Funches. Okay, let's shift over to Dallas and Amar, The Amari Cooper trade. Do you see Amari Cooper having a great game this week against Tennessee? You know, I really hope
1: um, he does have a good game. You know, the guy's young. He's got bricks for hands, and he hasn't caught a cold in, in three winters. Um, so, it, it'd be nice. you know, it'd, it'd be nice to see him around out there and, and catch some balls. Um, and and a new, sometimes a new place can do that for you. Um, so, hopefully, you know, he, he ramps it up and catches some balls. And, and I do expect him to see the ball a lot. Jerry Jones didn't give up a first round pick not to throw this guy the ball. Um so we, we should see it go you know go towards him and, and we'll see what happens.
0: Definitely definitely um I know once and would you would you be in the market of trading for Amari Cooper now that he's in a new system, a new quarterback, they they're coming off the bye week so he has time to learn that that system would would you be targeting Amari Cooper on the low right now?
1: I would be targeting him because the Cowboys will be targeting him. Um, there is no other you know big target to throw to. So yes, I, I do think Amari Cooper is a nice grab, um, and and hopefully you know you can you can buy low on him. But if I have him, I'm, I'm definitely keeping him and and plugging him into my lineup.
0: Definitely, definitely. Now, w- now with the addition of Omari Cooper, do you s- do you think that helps or hurts? Colt Beasley on the other side, who for a minute there was the only receiver that was catching balls over there in Dallas. Do you see uh Colt Beasley's production going up and hi- and him being able to find some separation now? Now that there's a premier number one receiver there, now that he can go back to the slot position and do you see him having any uh fantasy relevance for a week nine that
1: that's that's a really good question um i I do see him get, being more effective i don't know about more more targeted uh but if if cooper can catch the ball out there, uh, then Beasley should have more more room in in the middle um, but if cooper doesn't do his job then you know they probably are only going to have those short duck down passes to uh beasley. Uh, so so I, I don't see it um, affecting it too much. But if Cooper does do well, I think it'll benefit him getting more space in the middle as well.
0: I agree. I totally agree with that. Now let's shift over to the other big trade this week. Uh, we talked about Denver a little bit, but they uh, traded away Demarius Thomas this week over to Houston. You, do you see him playing this week?
1: I haven't um, checked up on him, honestly. I I don't own him um, or anybody on the Texans. So I I haven't seen if he's practiced at all. But uh, whenever he does get on the field, he's going to have room to do damage out there because you already have to worry about guys like Kuti um, that are speedsters and, and of course, Hopkins, which is arguably the best receiver in the league. Um, So he's going to have some space to do some damage out there. Um, as long as Watson can get the ball out uh, fast, which which yeah, I, I see him being a really good addition to that team. Definitely,
0: definitely. Now um, let's shift over to the tight end position. Is there any tight ends that you're targeting on the waiver wire this week um, to plug in for some of those players that are are on by? Yeah, I man. Tight ends is
1: always the hardest stream for me. Um, I think it's just so hit and miss with those guys if Ricky Seals Jones um is available in your league which there's a high possibility that he is um definitely I would I would think he'd be a good hit or miss guy Josh Rosen does throw him the ball a lot um he he throws it you know for more than 20 yards for him he doesn't catch it that much yet but I do see a big boom or bust with Ricky Seals Jones that's if your tight end is on a bye weekend and you totally need one, uh, that's a good one. I think Jack Doyle is well, getting back into
0: things as well. Just to follow up with that, the only problem with Ricky Sills Jones this week is that he's on a bye as well. So you don't want to throw Ricky Sills that. in there unless you want to roll a big big donut. Yeah, so that's right. Right. But uh on, on a bye week. Um, but uh, Ed Dickerson is available over there in Seattle. Uh, he only got two targets last week for 52 yards, which is a lot of production for only having two targets, but he did find himself, he did find himself in the end zone. Um Ed Dickerson would be a good uh pickup if you're needing a tight end. Um Hunter Hurst over there in Baltimore. I did hear reports that Hardball is gonna start using him a lot more. He'll be a good option due to the fact that a lot of a lot of teams don't like to cover and can't cover quicker tight ends. Um, so there's there's a couple couple tight ends. And if you're really, really needing a tight end this week, um, the Vance dance, McDaniels is still available in a lot of leagues. Um, finding him, if he's still available, that would be another good start for a week nine start, if you're needing him. And even if Jesse James is still available – it's kind of been like a hit or miss with him and Vance McDaniels. They've both been getting rotated in and out different weeks. One week it's the Jesse James show. The next week it's it's the the dance the dance McDaniels show. So it just kind of it's kind of a hit or miss. Um, there's a lot there's a lot of tight ends that are out there: uh, Charles Clay, uh, Ray Ryan, Griffith. So if if you're needing a tight end. Uh, it's going to be a hit or miss because tight ends are are have really tight ends haven't really been doing nothing this year, but except for getting injured, that's been the the biggest thing is IR for a lot of these tight ends. But if you could find yourself, uh, uh Vance McDaniels that would probably be my best suggestion to pick up this week at the tight end position.
1: Right, right, yeah, um. Uh, yeah, I forgot about definitely Jesse James. Yeah, he's always a, a threat to catch some deep balls there or in some end zone targets in Pittsburgh as I'm looking right now. Also available in, in a couple of my leagues. Definitely.
0: Just take a look. What what's your uh favorite game that you're gonna catch this week?
1: Man, my favorite game that I'm gonna catch this week is has to be um, that Sunday nighter. Uh, I, I do want to see, um, you know, the Jordan commercials is hyping them up. Who who's the goat? Aaron Rodgers or, or Tom Brady? You know, we all have our opinions. To me, the the guy with all the rings, with all the comebacks, you know, with all the big time moments. That Brady. that is it's true.
0: It, it's it's almost as if Tom Brady is the Michael Jordan of the NFL and um, Rodgers is LeBron James Aaron Rodgers might have the more talent, but overall Brady is the more controller of the field of the team and of the, of the rings. Um, Who, who are you saying is the better quarterback at this point of their career? Oh
1: man, it is, it is, it is, it is hard. Um, It's yeah. Talent wise, I think just arm, arm talent Rodgers but a Brady does so much more than that um that if I had to pick a guy to take my team to the Super Bowl this year it would it would be Tom Brady
0: definitely I I I agree with that 100% um Tom Brady at 41 has been doing some historic historic things out there on the on the field and even though he didn't throw a touchdown last week against the Buffalo Bills uh he He doesn't throw the ball away he's not he's not putting his team at risk of losing he He takes care of the ball and the team he makes the best decisions out there as far as where that ball is going to go whether it's on the ground or in the air. He makes it happen. He gets the first downs he has the weapons and he utilizes his weapons um over there in green bay they they've had Jimmy Graham all year and I don't feel that they're fully utilizing him, even with all the injuries at the wide receiver position. You're not seeing Jimmy Graham really going off um, in fantasy this year. Why do you think that is?
1: Um, Jimmy Graham, I, again, yeah, I don't think they're putting him in the position um, to make those those plays. He's just not fitting into their scheme. I mean, honestly, they just haven't got any protection to be able to do anything down there. Um, but, I mean, Everybody's talking about that Sunday night game. I know um, your cards aren't playing this week. Who, who are you uh, looking forward to see? Uh,
0: I'm also. I'm, that's the Sunday night game. I'm. I'm going to be tuned into definitely. Um, one team that has me really interested is the Cleveland Browns. I've been. I've been watching a lot of Cleveland Brown games, and it's almost even with the hard knocks over there, and it's. It's been like. They've been like the Cinderella story of the NFL this year. Um, but I, I do believe they've handicapped themselves as well, making a lot of odd decisions and, and that kind of put their team in shambles. Um, what did you what,
1: what did you think about about those about you know the firing of, of the coach and, and the offensive coordinator there?
0: I thought it was too soon. I thought it was too soon to, to pull the plug on them. I mean, you gotta understand. There's been a lot of close. They've been they've been in a lot of close games this season. Um, I mean, some will even say that they should have four wins at, at this point. Um, the Raiders game, that one was pretty much just pulled away from them. They they that was a win that they had, and the referees totally screwed that one up. Where referees even got fired for for the calls that they made. Um, so they, that game, they should have won uh the game the first game in pittsburgh man uh the kicker just couldn't get the ball to the damn the the field goal the post he he just couldn't hit he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn mm. with the way he was kicking um so he kind of screwed them out of that game but the fact that they were even in that game was was crazy to me um and and then what really turned the tables for them and, and kind of had them struggling is when they got rid of Josh Gordon. I I felt like they should have, I know they've had a long road with Josh Gordon and the things that Josh Gordon does, but I mean, you stuck with them that long. You shouldn't have just gave them up that quick with until the end of the season. I felt, I I felt like they should have held on to Josh Gordon and then, I also felt like they shouldn't have traded Carlos Hyde so soon. I felt like you got you brought him over here. He's been doing tremendous things for your team. He's been running the ball great, um, and especially when they're up there on the goal line. I noticed. I mean, Nick Chubb is, is is a good running back as well. He's a young rookie, but when when it comes to being on that third and three, third and two, I just felt like Nick Chubbs is getting hung up a lot, where. Carlos Hyde, those are, those are the runs Carlos Hyde will be breaking through and, and moving the chains on. Um, as far as the coaching goes, if you're going to fire Hughes Jackson, which I understand, you know, it's been three seasons with him. He's three and 36, I think. Uh, I mean, if you're going to fire him, you got to keep Todd Haley. Todd Haley is an offensive genius. Yeah, or, or do
1: it or, – or do the firing before the season starts with your quarterback. I mean, they just – you know, they, they're going back now. Like, you, you have Mayfield starting with a certain um, coach and then now, you know, you switch it up on him. Um, I, I don't agree. And it also, it seems from the outside looking in, you, we saw progress, you know, where they're winning games and, and they're all close games. They had that tie. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the firing was, was a little weird. Um, but – But, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, I I definitely expect them to get trampled on by by the Chiefs, uh, being that they'll have the new coaching and everything. But hopefully we'll get a good game out of that
0: one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I, I see them fire. I see them – I see a lot of potential in the Cleveland Browns right now. Uh, They have a really young team. They just – I mean, every position is pretty much a rookie at this point, except for the – Except for Landry and, and you know a couple of offense linemen, but everybody else on that offense and defense are pretty much just a lot of rookies. So now they're a young team. They got rid of all the veterans except for Landry. Uh, Landry, I, I feel is a good play for this week. If you have him, plug him in. He, I, I feel like he's going to have two touchdowns this week. Um, probably a hundred yards. Um, but but the one guy that I've really been paying attention to. And it's supposedly supposed to come back this week is Rashard Higgins. If you could find him and he's still available, I'll definitely be targeting him. He went out in week five with the um, MCL spring, I believe. Um, but before he went out, he was, he had a good rapport with, uh, with um, Baker Mayfield and, and they were, they looked like they had a lot of chemistry together. Um, he wasn't dropping passes. Um, where Callaway, you know, Callaway has the speed, and he's also nicked up right now. But for some reason, him and Baker Mayfield are just not on the same page. Where well, Higgins is, is going to make those catches, he's going to find that separation, he's going to get open. Um, and then another another big target option for, uh, for the Cleveland Browns is tight end David uh, Nayuko. If you can find him and he's available – I would plug him in this week because with the new offensive coordinator, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, I feel. I feel they're going to – he might throw a couple picks out there, Baker Mayfield, but I feel like he's going to be throwing the ball out a lot. And I feel like now that Todd Haley has gone, now that Hughes Jackson is gone, I feel like they're going to open up the playbook for him and let him take on that that Tom Brady role where he's controlling the offense and the offense is moving through him. Rather than moving through somebody else uh, well, so
1: yeah, I, I think it'll be hard for him to keep up with the Chiefs. but enough about the Browns you know how do you think what what do you think about uh fitz magic make making his comeback what what I saw last week was amazing him just come in and put the team on his back, and they almost came back and won man that that, that man is he's entertaining I, I, what do you think about Fitz magic coming back going against the panthers?
0: I, I really like Fitzmagic. The only thing is, is he's a backup quarterback. He's going to give you great games, and he's going to give you dud games. It's just it's just the role that he's played for several seasons, his whole, pretty much his whole career. It's why he always finds himself back on the, the bench. Um, but this week against Carolina, um, I think it's going to be a real competitive game. The wide receivers believe in him. Mike Evans believes in him. Um, they're, they're they're starting to get a well-rounded offense with the running game. Um, Payne Barber went off last week, and I think he's going to continue to find success if he's utilized in the right way. And um, I think I think Fitzmagic is going to be slinging that ball all around the field. He might throw two picks, but I think he's going to throw three touchdowns this week.
1: Yeah, that's that's a bold prediction right there against a Panthers defense that has been underrated, but but they really have been stout. And another, uh, I think, honorable mention matchup is divisional play. You know, the, the Ravens versus the Steelers. Um, definitely going to be a, a nice tough game. It, it always is there, and and they're going to be slinging the ball. I think in, in that game also.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Carolina is looking good. Um, they, they just promoted a couple wide receivers to that second slot next to Funches. Um, the running game is there. They got their tight end back in in Greg Olson and, uh, I think they're going to do good things this week. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I I think both teams are are going to tear it up and, uh, if you can get your hands on a DJ Moore right now, which he's still available in a lot of leagues, if you can get your hands on a DJ Moore, I would pick him up and I wouldn't be scarce to start him this week because we both know tapper Base defense is, is just not up to par this year. Um, so I, I do see him getting in that end zone this week. What do you see what do you see happening um, do you see any production from DJ Moore this week? From DJ Moore
1: um I don't know that, that game I think it's it's going to be um very aerial game I do however see some production coming um he hasn't been very involved with Watson uh with Goodwin. Uh he hasn't been that involved at all with Watson but when Fitz was there um, he was catching touchdowns back-to-back-to-back to back to back, uh, in those games. So I do expect the wide receiver, Goodwin, uh, to start killing again. Um, one of, of, of again, uh, these Cardinals that aren't playing this week, uh, but one of my trade targets uh, that I did want to mention was Larry Fitzgerald. I was fortunate enough – like I think week six or seven to get him off of waivers, where he was actually dropped. Um, but that just lets you know how low you can buy on him. I think the Cardinals with a new offensive coordinator uh, and you know had a big game last week, it's it's a good chance for you to you know get him for peanuts and and have a solid wide receiver going towards um, the playoff.
0: Yeah, def- definitely and. And like I said in my last segment, if you guys heard the last segment, um, check out your transition ah, – your transition – ah, I can't even say it. Talk right now. Check out your transition tab on your in your leagues. See, watch who people are dropping. Uh, there's a lot of buys this week, and, and like I was saying, if you have an extra wide receiver and you're really in need of a tight end, people are going to drop players like Larry Fitzgerald who hasn't been – producing a whole lot this year, um, they're, they're going to be dropping players like that. So you're going to find a lot of players on your waivers this week um, due to the fact that people have to fill positions. Like I said, the person that I'm playing this week has like six people on buys. They, they don't even have a wide receiver to plug in. Both running backs are on buy, and there's going to be a lot of people being dropped due to the fact that they have to plug in. Players and you can land you a a, a, um, a player like Larry Fitzgerald. I know in one of my leagues, I sat there and looked at the transition tab, and I was looking at who people were dropping. And I picked up Greg Olsen on the waivers, and two weeks later he came back off of IR and was starting in my lineup. So
1: this motherfucker I can't say transaction. I I wouldn't trust none of the pickups that he's. <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: I, <laughs> <was I> <laughs> <laughs> Don't pick up anything that uh, Master Backpack is talking about right now.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's Friday, man. It's Friday. <laughs> we have a little bit on the side of the, the, the globe. A little bit of that, uh, that tequila.
1: Man, I know, you, you, know, know what I about, about. you were you were yapping about um, your MVP candidate uh, for for this year um who who do you see right now mid season if you have to give the mvp award to who who does it go to
0: mvp and the person the player i'm going to say for the mvp i haven't been i wasn't real fond on in the beginning of the season but due to the fact that um he's been having he's he's stepped up he was the next man up. He stepped up and he's been killing it constantly every single week. Uh, one of my MVP candidates this week, this year, at this point, is going to be James Conner. Uh, he's just been unstoppable. We thought Pittsburgh was going to be in shambles without Al Bell, and I, I'm hearing coaches saying that they're actually better with James Conner than they were with Al Bell. Um, so at at this stage of the of the season, my MVP, due to the fact that he was a next man up and he's just been killing it week in and week out, I'm gonna have to give it to James Conner.
1: I, I do agree he's been killing it, but I'm not I'm not drinking the Gatorade on that. He's better than on Bell. No uh, oh way. I,
0: mean, I didn't say he was better. I just <laughs> he's been. It. I do Alabama is still better, um, but. But James Conner has just been – for fantasy purposes, James Conner has just been a beast. He's been – I mean, he's he's just been tearing it up every single week. If you got James Conner on your team, you've been very happy with
1: him. You that. are 7-1 in the money leagues talking shit. If you fucking got James Conner in your league. Um, yeah.
0: You picked him up for nothing. That's the best part. <laughs> you picked him
1: up for nothing. Yes. Um, my my MVP has to be killing it every week, in and out, just like you said, um, Pat Mahomes. Uh, you know, the kid is, 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 is uh, he's just wagging with talent. Uh, multiple touchdown games every game. Like, it's easy, no matter who the defense is. The one loss, you know, that he's had, he almost brought him back in the fourth. It was a pretty loss. I mean, how many people, you know, have pretty losses? Um, so right now, my my midseason MVP would definitely be Pat Mahomes.
0: And, and I do agree with that. I honestly feel Pat Mahomes is going to get the victor, the MVP this year just because the fact that they, they always give it to quarterbacks. Quarterbacks is what scores the points. Um so I do see Pat Mahomes winning the MVP this year. He's been tr- tremendous for their team, and he, and I was a little bit skeptical when they when they moved uh, Alex Smith this year and uh, over the off season, and I was I I just thought they took their team apart. And the fact that he's actually better than I mean, nobody could expect at the beginning of the season that the Chiefs at this point with that with the the horrible defense that they have will be seven and one, you know, with the one of the best records in the NFL, the best record in the AFC, and um, so I do see him getting winning the MVP. He's just not my MVP, as you know. For me, I would go with with James Conner. And and you know, just the fact. Affect-
1: yeah, it's it's crazy that you say uh, James Conner. He, I actually thought about him, you know, when I was making my selection there. Um, but my other honorable mention has to be from, you know, the undefeated team, uh, which is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's the ball. They haven't lost a game. And, the, you know, the game goes through him. The, the flow of the game, um, they run the ball so much. I think he just does so much for their offense. That would be my, my honorable mention there is, is Todd Gurley.
0: I agree with that one, too. Todd Gurley has been a beast. He can do it from the backfield. He can do it in the passing lane. Uh, he he pretty much that.
1: before him, you dumb motherfuckers that took Johnson before Gurley.
0: Uh, yeah, I wasn't one of the guys that took Johnson before Gurley, but I will admit, I did take Ezekiel Elliott before Gurley, which I, I can't be too mad about because Ezekiel has been giving us some good production. Um, I just just thought that he would be more utilized in the offense than Gurley would be due to the fact that um, the Rams brought in so much talent this year, you know, with the new addition of Cooks and then Cooper Cup emerging, you know, from last season and still carrying on the production this year. I just didn't think Gurley would be utilized as much as he's being used. But, um, yeah, uh, Todd Gurley has definitely been a beast. Um, yeah, whoever picked up David Johnson before Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley, you, you, you're hating yourself at this point. But you don't feel as bad as the people that picked up Al Bell at number at the number three position in the draft. Um I mean, that was just a horrible, horrible, horrible move. I actually, uh, yeah, I was
1: one of those unfortunate people that was, was uh, scared enough at the very beginning that I flipped him for Evans and uh cousins, uh, which ended up working good because my mother played one game.
0: yeah, I, I actually I actually picked up Al Bell in one of my leagues in a trade. Um,
1: do you think it's worth th- it for him right at this point in the season now? Do you think he's he's going to be able to play for them? Or do you think they're going to take the route of uh, keep him away from the team or to not mess up the chemistry? What, what do you think is going to happen in that situation?
0: Uh, I think at this point it's just best to keep him away from the team. Like I said, James Conner has been doing everything that he's been asked to do. He's putting up points. He's scoring. He's moving the ball. He's 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 been the highlight, one of the highlights on that offense. And I mean, to go back now and try to put in a player who hasn't played all season, hasn't. Is, I, I I don't see how he could be in football shape due to the fact that he missed training camp. He missed mini camp. He missed the preseason. He's missed all the, the full season. He he's this getting a dose of cocaine and strippers in Miami. You make- Yeah, he's in the club. He's partying. hes I mean, I'm sure he's working out, but it's, it's not the same kind of workout that you would be getting if you were in the facility with your team. You know
1: what? I, I don't care if he's getting off the couch. If, if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and Le'Veon Bell is in the building, you know, ready to make my football team better. I'm I'm putting him on the field. My uh, James Conner is, is great and all, but that Davian uh, Bell is a special talent, and he's under contract, and you're going to pay him, to, and you're going to you know utilize him. is is my opinion. That's that's what I would do. But we'll see how how it plays out there.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the problem is in in Pittsburgh right now. I just think that that with everybody speaking out in the locker room and not really staying quiet and and just letting the coach do the talking. I I think that really messed up their chances for getting Levon Bell back, Al Bell back this season. I think Al Bell will sign in week 11, but I don't, I I think he doesn't want to play for Pittsburgh. I don't think he wants to even take one snap. So I think he would sign it just to get credit for the next season, but I think there's going to have some kind of agreement. Because I don't see Al Bell wanting to go risk himself of injury, to only play five games, you know. Uh, so I don't see him wanting to come back, but I do see him signing that franchise tag so that he gets credit. This, this move,
1: you know, was about money for him. So I do think if they put him on the field, he's he's gonna ball out because there's a there's a price tag right next to his name, and you know, the better player he's gonna get paid. Yeah. I think that's that's yeah. you, you only come back, you play limited amount of games, but you know you have a whole good eight game season, and you're making millions and millions of dollars a year later. Uh, so I do think he's he's gonna be he's gonna play well and, and get paid, is, is my opinion. If they don't play him, I to be super surprised.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean the thing about it is it, it do the fact that it is about the money. um, I just don't see him wanting to come back and play just to the fact that um, I I believe he's going to get his money regardless next season. I think there's a lot of teams that would love Al Bell to their team. So I, I, I I don't think he lost anything this year. I don't see him. He didn't, he didn't play the, this season. So it's pretty much another season added to his longevity to the fact that he didn't play this season, so i I don't see so I don't see him wanting to risk himself injury like um, Earl Thomas did, just to prove a point. I think his point's already been proven. I think his. I think his. Uh, I think his name alone speaks for itself. Everything that he's already done, and i I do see him getting a big contract somewhere next year, possibly a Green Bay, possibly. San Fran. I know those are the two teams that really been interested in him, And I think he's going to get that, uh, $40 million contract regardless of, uh, what he does this year. Um, so if, I mean, if I was him, you already sat out this long, uh, James Conner's already having success. The offensive line already spoke out and said, they don't care if you come back your your quarterback has said, they don't care if you come back. Um, Pittsburgh as, as, a as a state, as a unity, as a team, they pretty much are good with the fact that he's not there. So I don't see him having to go out there and prove anything uh in order for him to get that contract next year. So I don't I don't see him playing this year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's it's a shame as too. I, I felt like they should have moved him before the trade line. I was honestly, I was hoping they would because like I said, I picked them up in, in my league, and I thought, man, how tight would it be to have a James Conner and an Al Bell that I I got both of them in trades this year on the same in the same league. So I, I don't want him messing up my league by coming back and and that that split carries situation having that two headed monster messing up my fantasy. So Al Bell, please don't come back. Stay where you at, bro. Enjoy your margaritas and, and your tequila and strippers and shit and, and stay out off the field. I think it's the best for you and your contract Man, this year. You
1: heard it here first. El comes back. They go to the conference championship and everything is for and forgiven. He will come back and they will they he will be a great addition and everybody will forget that he's been going all season and somebody's gonna pay him Sure.
0: What if he what if he comes back, tears it up, they patch it up, and he signs with Pittsburgh. Do you, do you see that being any kind of possibility? That, that's far fetched, but winning solves
1: everything. It's far fetched, but you can get wins. you know, you can get some some Super Bowl hopes in, in Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they can well, you know, who doesn't want to pull his strings to keep the, one of the best running backs in their team, so anything's possible. But right now, it's all hate. You know, he's been gone the whole time. He didn't want to be used. He didn't want to do all those carries. And it's it's gonna be interesting when he comes back. It's definitely gonna be a circus.
0: Like I said, I got James Conner and Al on the same team, so it's. I mean, I can't be too mad if he comes back because then I'll just have to plug him in. Yeah. I just hope it don't. I just hope they both find success in whatever they do. But, um, yeah, you guys heard it here first. This is Nasty Backpack. This is Love for the Game podcast with my boy, Jay West. He's going to be on here on the regular. Uh, if you guys want to support the show, let us know. You can always message me. Message us at nastybackpackpodcast at gmail.com. Send your suggestions in over there. It's your boy, Nasty Backpack. Carry them out, Jay West.
1: For of the love of the game. Shouts to my Westwood Warriors in Mesa, Arizona. Let's have a great week. Nine, make all the right pickups. Much love.
0: Much love. There you go. You heard it here first. Love for the game backpack. It's your boy, Nasty Backpack, and we are out.